Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. show it is sports with coleman on the fan as we go until 10 p.m we are joined our next guest is a guy who i covered a team known as yeah i can say it the redskins back in the day with this man for about three years he may recall it maybe not i don't know because he had just come from los angeles and now he's big time a senior nfl writer for espn and an author his name is jason reed jay how you doing it's been a while Jerry, Jerry, how are you going to act like I, I may not remember you? What is that? <laughs> what is that? Come on. Of course. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. It is so wonderful to hear your voice. You know I work with Lock and Fora. I, I am aware you work with Lock and Fora, man. I keep up on you guys. Come on now. All right. Your cohort back in the days at the Washington Post now works with me. Now, was there something you recall maybe about Jason with his fashion when he came to camp every day? Maybe something you noticed on his lid? <laughs> Jason, Jason's fashion? I, I got to tell you, man, I don't, I don't know if I described the way Jason dresses his fashion. Um uh, you'll you have to refresh my memory well, on that. I, I'm not going to call him out on the radio. A lot of people will talk about it on Twitter. I'm just saying he was wearing the cap of a different baseball team than the one he's rooting for right now is all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, I know he's a huge O's fan. Yeah. Um, I just don't yeah, remember well, seeing the Orioles hat a lot at Redskin Park back in the day, but uh, I'll digress from that and move along here. Okay. Because we do have to talk about the book, a tremendous one, The Rise of the Black Quarterback, and what it means for America. And what got you motivated to write this book in the first place, Jason? You know, Jerry, here, here's what happened. Um, I was actually having a conversation with Doug Williams over dinner before the 2019 season. He had mentioned to me that these guys, these black quarterbacks going to that season were really poised to do something great. And, I hadn't really thought about it too much, but then I did start thinking about it. And, you know, the 2019 season was the 100th season of the NFL. The NFL was commemorating its 100-year anniversary that year, at least its 100th season. And I just thought about the juxtaposition of, on the one hand, the NFL, you know, turning 100, and on the other hand, this group that was historically the most marginalized group in league's history – black men who, who aspired to play quarterback in the league, rising up to this position where 
in the 100th season, they could have this great season. So I went to my editors at ESPN, and I said I wanted to kind of take a season-long look at this group. Uh, Lamar Jackson was going into his first full season as a starter with the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore had you know, just torn down their offense, the stuff that they ran with Joe Flacco, and rebuilt the offense around Jackson. So I thought, okay, there could be something there. Um, Patrick Mahomes had won the NFL MVP award in his first season as a starter the year before. And, you know, he was coming back and there was a lot of talk about him. And Russell Wilson was having great seasons in Seattle. Dak Dak Prescott was in Dallas. Um, Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick in the draft. So, anyway, I told my bosses I wanted to do this. And they said, okay, fine. And, you know, we know what happened. The rest is history. Lamar Jackson was better than anyone could have imagined. He winds up becoming only the second quarterback in the history of the NFL AP MVP voting to be a unanimous winner. If Lamar had not been the unanimous winner of the MVP award, Russell Wilson would have finished second that year. Dak Prescott had a great season. Kyler Murray becomes the offensive rookie of the year. And then Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP award, leads Kansas City to their first championship in 50 years. And in doing so, becomes the youngest quarterback then at 24 to have a Super Bowl trophy, a league MVP award, and a, a Super Bowl MVP award. So, you know, it, it kind of worked out in terms of the project. Anyway, after the, the season was over, I was coming back to the Super Bowl, and some people reached out to me, and they were like, hey, you know, we, 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 we think there's a book here. Um, and, you know, uh, about 70 to 75 interviews later and <laughs> about 88,000 88, words later, we have Rise of the Black Quarterback. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned Doug Williams. Was he the one that really started to change GM and owners' minds, Jason? Because something changed since the 70s and 80s for sure. There were very few black quarterbacks back then, as you're well aware. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, it, it, truthfully, you think about the history of the league, Doug Williams was the first black quarterback drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. NFL started in 1920. Doug Williams wasn't drafted in the first round until 1978. So, you know, you think about that, yeah. that period of time. I mean, Doug Williams, you know, what I, I like to, when people ask me this question, I try to break it down kind of into sections. Doug Williams' performance in, in, against the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl, everybody knows what he did. You know, the four touchdown passes, 340 yards. Uh, the Washington, the Washington Redskins, that's who they were at the time, um, just destroyed the Denver Broncos. And that plan of the sea, that was kind of a, it, was, it was a seminal moment because up until that point, the, the, the narrative was black quarterbacks were too stupid to, to, to play in the NFL, let alone win the Super Bowl and become the MVP. So that was a huge moment, Jerry, no doubt about that. But another thing I point to is Warren Moon who did not get drafted in 1978 in the NFL, went to Canada, despite the fact that he, he helped Washington, uh, the University of Washington win the Rose Bowl, and he was the conference's co-player of the year. He goes to Canada after he doesn't get drafted, just puts up massive numbers, wins championships. He signs as a free agent with the Houston Oilers, and after a rough start initially, he just goes in this run, and you know he goes to nine Pro Bowls. He finishes high in the MVP voting. The Houston Oilers consistently have success. So I try to break it down really with both Doug and Warren. And then we also have to factor in Randall Cunningham because as we get into the late 1980s, early 1990s, 
Cunningham, who's a second-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles, he, he he gets in there when he's young, and he is you know he does things the league has never seen. So the three of them really get the ball really rolling. Doug, Warren, Randall Cunningham, and then we see you know we, we fast forward all the way to 1999. Three black quarterbacks are taken in the first round of the NFL draft: Donovan McNabb, Dante Culpepper, and Achilles Smith. And then in 2001, something that no one thought would ever be possible in, in, in the NFL, Michael Vick was drafted number one overall, a black quarterback. And really it's been the last, I don't know, 20, 25 years where you really see black quarterbacks take off. You're right. And the guy that is most compared to Michael Vick is right here in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, who you mentioned who was uh, not drafted till the end of the first round. The Ravens nabbed him. He was labeled as a wide receiver by one ex-executive. And then you have anonymous cowards out there who won't put their name when they try to evaluate Lamar. Does Lamar need to win a Super Bowl, Jason, just to quiet the critics? Jerry, you know, it, I, I love that you, you asked that question because I was, I was just talking about this in another interview. You know, the, the anonymous quotes that came out in The Athletic – about the fact that Lamar can't, the, the Ravens can't win if Lamar has to pass. It, it, it's so ridiculous on so many levels because I can point to metrics that show that Lamar has made improvement in, in the passing game. And look, I would never try to say that Lamar is as accomplished as a pocket passer as a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers, but he, but he can, he has improved and he, and the Ravens can win when he has to pass. As a matter of fact, in week five last year, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know this, Jerry. Week five last year, Ravens are down by 19 points. Lamar, passing the ball, engineers this great comeback, throws for 442 yards, four touchdown passes, two two-point conversions, and, and Baltimore wins the game. He sets a completion record at 86%. I mean, that was one great game, but Lamar has had other good games passing. And so the narrative that Lamar – is a horrible passer, and that he can't win. That that the Ravens can't win if he has to throw the ball is 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 lazy and false. Yep, yeah, he, he has a different style. He's not the typical drop back passer. If you as you have stated, he is a different breed, and I believe he's a winner. He's won at every level. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. What are the Ravens? Something like thirty-seven and twelve with him as a starting quarterback. Now, look, Jerry, we know what happened against, the, against the, the Titans that year at home. Ravens, you know, number one overall seed in the playoffs. They have the home game. And, look, Lamar did not play well in that game, and, and the defense got run over, okay? I mean, you know, so, so yeah, you know, he, you know, Henry had a great game for the Titans. The, Lamar did not, did not play well. And in this league, quarterbacks are judged on statistics, but they're mostly judged on one thing, Super Bowls. That's why Tom Brady is considered the greatest of all time because of all those rings. So I do agree with you. No matter what Lamar does, and, and, and this anonymous quote in The Athletic pretty much sums up what you and I are talking about, Jerry. Yeah. The, the guy, the, the defensive coordinator, the anonymous defensive coordinator, the gutless defensive coordinator, says, I don't care if he wins 12 MVPs, he's not a tier one quarterback for me. Well, that's ridiculous. It's one of the if dumbest the quotes wins- ever. It, it, Jerry, it really wasn't. I remember reading it, I was thinking, well, this is just asinine. I mean, like, of course he's a tier one quarterback if he does that. But, but that aside, I do believe, Jerry, I, I really think you're right about this. Until or unless he wins the Super Bowl, 
they, they will always, there will always be a criticism of him, no matter how much he improves as a passer, no matter how well he passes. But, here, but let, me, let me just say this. Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes does play in the pocket primarily. He does things you know, to move around as well, but he doesn't, he doesn't have the, the athletic ability of a Lamar Jackson. But even winning a Super Bowl, even winning a league MVP award, even winning a Super Bowl MVP award, that, another gutless defensive coordinator says, well, you take away his first read, he plays street ball. I mean, you, you, you see that these things, as much as things have improved, and you know, let me be clear about this, buddy, things have never been better for black quarterbacks in the NFL. The, the, the contracts that they have, the stature that they have in the league, the power, they've never been better. But better in progress doesn't mean perfect. No, you are so right. Put your name on these quotes if you're going to make them is what I'm saying. So, Absolutely. As always, great to catch up. I hope we can do it again. Let everyone know about how they can obtain this terrific and unique book, The Rise of the Black Quarterback, What It Means for America by Jason Reed. I'm sure Amazon is one of those places, bookstores as well. Yeah, man, you know, I I, I like bookstores because I like books. Support your local bookstores. But, yeah, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, Target.com, you know, and, and I got to tell you, Jerry, before I go, the Lamar chapter is my favorite one in the book because the Lamar chapter is about so much more than football. It's about so much that swirls around him and that he inspired yes. in people. So, uh, yeah, my man, thank you very much, and uh, it's great catching up. Oh, I encourage every Ravens fan, every football fan, should go out and read this book. And, Jason, great to hear you again, and hopefully it won't be so long down the road, but continued success to you, my man. Hey, hey, brother, same to you. And, uh, you know, w- w- one of these days, tell me about the thing uh, that Lock and Four had in this cap, okay? I will. I, I think I'll have a direct line to you at some point, and I'll give you a little hint and refresh you your it, memory. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.